Hey, listeners, thanks for tuning into the podcast. I just want to take a moment to mention the podcast sponsor, retrogamestore.com.au. Head over there for all your Game Boy refurbish and repair needs. Screens, shells, buttons, and all the bits and pieces. And there's a complete custom build made to order service as well. Also, plenty more retro gaming goodness like video cables, display stand and power supplies, controllers, etc. And you can add the code PIXELPI at checkout to get 10% off your order. Also, take a moment to say if you enjoyed this episode and haven't already, give it a subscribe or follow and a review where you can. And maybe you want to recommend the Pixel Pie podcast to anyone you know that would enjoy it. That'd be really appreciated. So, thanks for listening. And now let's get on with the show. Hi, my name is Daniel, and I'm Daniel Blom Design, and you're listening to Pixel Pie Podcast. G'day, Daniel. How are you doing, matey? I'm doing good. And you, Scott? I'm very, very, very good. Thank you. Um, I really appreciate you uh, coming to spend this time with me and, and the listeners, and we can sort of get to know you a bit. Um, I'm really excited. Uh, I won't lie. You have a GBA build that, uh, as I've discussed with you both prior to this recording and via um, Instagram Messenger, a, a GBA build that I love, uh, and we're going to get there. But there's a little yeah. bit more before that. So um, just tell us a little bit about yourself. Like for you, you're in uh, Stockholm. Is that right? Yeah, Stockholm, Sweden. Yeah. And it's around about sort of 9 a.m. ish there, 5 p.m. for me, both a Saturday. Um, I appreciate you've had a couple of Red Bulls and you're sort of up and good to go. So maybe if, you, if you're happy, just um, share a little bit about yourself and what sort of leads you into, I guess, retro gaming? Did you grow up a gamer? Um, do you work in games? Or are, are you the opposite to everything? And kind of just, I don't work in games and I didn't grow up in gaming. And now I'm just making up for it. What's, what's your sort of story? Uh, I've had gaming since I was a kid. Uh, yeah. As I'm 41, uh, yep. I started with the Nintendo and Commodore C64. Right. Yep. Um, and somehow worked up till now. But yep. uh, retro gaming is um, is uh, it come back to me in, in late years. Yeah, I, I've been a lot into uh, Xbox yep. uh, and more grown up games, if you call it like that. Yeah, sure. Uh, but went back to the good old two D platform mm. uh, gaming. Yeah, cool. And I guess when you become an adult, and you, I think you know, I discussed, you know, we're, we're both parents, and once you sort of get to a certain point where the income allows for you both the income financially and time-wise to kind of enjoy a hobby, um, then you really get to kind of explore it the way you already want to. As opposed when you're a child, you kind of get fed it a bit and you get what you can. Whereas now, as adults, we get what we want. <laughs> yeah, that's better. That's better. You can spend the money. Yeah, uh, if you yeah. can hide it from the wife. That that's is. correct. That's correct. you got to have yeah. either a black budget <laughs> or, like me, a very wonderful wife that, Gives me a bunch of space, but she can run and buy running shoes as much as she wants. I would never say, I would never question that. That's fine. Now, then you get an extra Game Boy. Correct. Correct. Oh my yeah. goodness. Yeah. More. <laughs> so yeah, let's talk about um. Then uh, I guess your sort of history. Now I kind of did a bit of uh, Instagram stalking um and on you 
and I kind of looked back over, you know, where you've been going. Now, your first Instagram Game Boy related post was um, January 2017. So that's a while ago. Um, it was it's the, been a while, yeah. Yeah, and that was uh, it was basically here's my parts for a Game Boy Zero build, which is still not quite Game Boy, but so close. But in the same month. You picked a GBA SP up, the silver with the tribal thing, for two dollars. Yeah, like oh it my was god, a, a flea market find. Yeah, and that's still and first. I think yeah, that going. started the whole thing. It, it looks to have because from then on, it's just like <clears throat> I think like two posts later, there's a box full of Game Boys that you must have got yeah. from Japan <laughs> or something, and it's like from then on, it's just. It, you're a prolific builder, um, and there's all sorts of styles and varieties of of builds. There's a lot of clean builds, a lot of see-through builds. A lot of you do a lot of your own work. You do a lot of work with other people's shells. Um, I, I think getting back to more the met, just general retro gaming, um, that some of your earlier posts are um, there's a box, a hall you've got which has got a SNES, a NES, and a couple of Wii's. Um, there's a Zelda game and watch in there that looks to be in pretty good condition. Um, and then we were talking before about some of your earlier mods are the backlight and Bivert DMGs. And um, I think that says something, like you said, I don't do them now, but it does say something about, you know, how long you've sort of been into this. Do you want to sort of take us through, do you miss that sort of stuff or are you happy to get on with it? Uh, I can miss it sometimes, but it was uh, a frustrating time mm. uh, as... Uh, the, the builds and the quality of the old parts was so bad. So many times it, it went wrong. Right. It took time to do a, a original lead backlighted uh, DMG. Yeah. Uh, when you say the parts, you mean like shells and things? Or what were the parts that used to make it more of a challenge? Uh, I think uh, for me, it's always been, and still today, is uh, my fixation of not getting any dust anywhere. <laughs> yeah, uh, it kind of kills me. Sometimes I just need to leave the the project and go go yeah. away for a while. <laughs> I, I understand that. I have a uh, a black DMG that I did the backlit fiber on myself, and I must have opened it around twelve times to get a bit of dust out. Um, and throughout the process, got the Newton rings and to deal with the talcum powder. And I didn't know what that was until I read Greg Farrell's book. And I was just like, like I actually had an email done up to um, Funny Plane going, there's something wrong with this backlight. And then, oh, no, it's just, I'm a chump. Um, so I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, and so you sort of moved on to the LCD stuff and um, maybe sort of take us through that path. Like, um were you just doing it for fun or laughs at the beginning or because you've done so many, there's no way you still have them all. And you do state in your Instagram that you do commissions. Um, I need to sell them off sometimes. I get like uh, 10 or 20 laying around and I right. sell them off yet to, to get room for more projects. Uh, for me, it's mostly the creation process. That's the best part. Uh, I don't have so much time playing, uh, but I love the the creation of doing it and starting from nothing and uh, and getting a complete Game Boy and trying to to realize the vision I have in my head. Mm -hmm. Do you do any kind of um, 
any sort of use any software or Photoshop to kind of throw colors around, or you just sort of buy a bunch of stuff and just? Uh, no, I, I've never done that. I've painted a lot in my life, and uh, usually the the creation process starts with an idea. Yeah. Uh, me and uh, some music in uh, in the headphones, and yep. then I'll see where where I land. Uh, many times we're way off from the starting idea. Yeah. What what music would you probably put on generally when you kind of get to that point? Oh, if you listen to my my uh, my playlist, you get shocked. It's from everything from old eighties music, hard rock. Uh, mm-hmm. I listen to a lot of. Uh, like soundtrack music, uh, right. instrumental. Yeah. Uh, so it, it's very variated. Yeah. Be interesting to know how that affects the outcome. You know, like if you're listening to some sort of like a, like a John Williamson score compared to, I don't know, some sort of Nordic death metal, the two results are going to be slightly different maybe. Yeah, you can choose the music depending on what uh, what yeah. the project you're doing. Sure, yeah. like maybe some Nordic death metal <laughs> when you're trying to do like a nice, cute Mario shell might not. There might be a clash there. Uh, mostly not, no. Yeah, uh... yeah. <laughs> I uh, I noticed um, one of the one of the earlier posts. Um, there's a there seems to be a lot of stuff to do with motorcycles. There's a few fuel tanks. And there's also there's a a helmet which is um, it's somehow decorated to look like. Uh, Boba Fett, as best you can on that shaped helmet, is obviously pre-Mando. Is that something you did? Uh, no, I haven't done it. It's an uh, AHC uh, original helmet. It's the right. only helmet I haven't painted, actually. Oh, right. So you have painted a lot of your own helmets. Yeah, I have two Star Wars helmets and one uh, one with a skull and flames. Uh, yeah. 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 So um, my whole that... bike, it's Star Wars themed. Right. I was going to ask because there is a, a pretty rad sort of um, a Vader style DMG that you've got in there too. Um, so there'll be a lot of airbrush work. Uh, I do a lot of airbrush work. Yeah. Is it... Uh, it started, I was 18, I think. I saw a video of, uh, of a man doing airbrush work. And coincidentally, right. uh, quen- I. I found an airbrush same day, so I oh. bought it and thought, yeah. yeah, this is for me. I like painting. Went home, started on a paper. It was super boring, so mm. uh, went in the wardrobe, took my electric guitar, took it apart, and uh, sprayed paint my first thing, uh, electric guitar. Oh, that's pretty cool. They're, um, they're fun, and um, I've done a little bit of airbrushing because I've been into the uh, bit of model making with the Gumpler, and when you... Because there's, I don't think people quite realize it's not like a can of paint. There's a little tuning to be done. There's the quality or the, the you know, a certain viscosity or type of paint, whether it be a, um, an acrylic or, or, or not. And, and then there's the, the different paints you use for different, but, but when you get it, when you get that just perfect coat and you can apply it and you get your little finger pushing down and you're applying it and fading, it's, it really is quite fun, isn't it? When you get it. Yeah, but it's the way when to get it. It's yeah. years of practice yeah. and trying. <laughs> yeah, and but, everyone... uh, when it works, it's it's a super tool. Uh, you can get uh, nice effects, uh, fadings, mm. uh, colors um, from anywhere. Yeah, and you yeah. can use a lot of mediums too. Yeah, yeah. And the problem with some <clears throat> communities, like I said, with the gun player is there's lots of people that will all. 
there's 90% of people will tell you you're doing it wrong. Um, and that's unfortunate, but in reality, if you're still doing it and you're enjoying it and you're getting a good result, you're probably doing it mostly right. And it's just a matter of kind of just finding your particular technique. Uh, it's definitely. I think if you're painting, whatever you're using, if you're using a brush, airbrush, pens, markers, mm. uh, do what you like. It's often then the, the result gets the best. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's somehow you that should feel fun doing it and like the results if that is with a brush then it's with a brush yeah 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 i was i was listening to something the other day and i hope i don't fudge this up but i heard a saying david bowie i'm sure you're aware who he is once said yeah. uh talking about music is like describing architecture by dancing and um yeah often yeah. Art, is, art is a bit like that it's a bit like I remember having a chef once and he, I used to work in hospitality. He's like, or this is when I first met him and he goes, um, imagine I've never seen an orange. Describe an orange to me. And I'm like, it's round. He's like, good. I'm like, it's the color orange. He goes, no, I've never seen one. So you need to try other ways. This is how I'm going to teach you. You're an idiot. Prepare to be treated like an idiot. Like you don't know what orange is. That's this little side thing. But um, sometimes <laughs> it's that basic that you just need to get down to the simple doing of it. And all of a sudden, it just comes together. Um, speaking of that, you also use uh, some markers. Uh, I think you just said recently you've gone on to uh, Molotow markers. Um, I've used the silver one. Um, it's the most yeah. shiniest silver. I would use it like on my gun blood for like, you know, a knife blade or something. It's incredible. Some people actually airbrush it. You can sort of distill it. Uh, what do you call it? You can get it out, not distill it. You can get yeah. it out. Yeah. Um, the markers for you, like there's some pretty intricate work there. How, how does that go? Um, how do you get all that sort of such fine detail going? Um, I sheet a bit. Uh, I right. use the markers mostly for for the basics. Uh, I then use both airbrush and brush. Um, and the markers are great because you can just pump out some extra paint and you can use uh, a standard brush for super detailed work if you want. Yeah, yeah. I think the ones I marked down here, that there's a, a there's one uh, a Kirby shell that I think is yours that actually has the, the Molotow markers in there. So I'm not sure if you're familiar off the top of your head. Um, is that that's all marker work? Uh, mostly, I, I use markers and uh, and brush mostly on the on the shelves. Yeah, I know when I spoke to Kelsey from yesterday's tech, you know, like. She would use the markers, but at the same time, she's not always just applying from the mark. You know, she'd sort of, you know, like I said, decant a bit out because you can push them and then you can use toothpicks and brushes and whatever you need to, yeah, to kind yeah. of apply it. Mm. Um, and you can mix them. Uh, I actually use a, a lid, a plastic lid from an old uh, uh, ice cream box. Right, uh, yeah, like a palette, and pump out some paint and mix it together and yeah. get super different tones and darker yeah. shadings. And so, so, is this something that you did, uh, like younger? Because you said I got an airbrush when I was 18. Were you in uh, automotive or or some sort of painting industry? Or, pardon me, uh, no, I, I like painting since I was a kid, so mm. I, I started with crayons and pens like yep. uh, everyone else i think yep. um and it just continued uh, so i have i've done it my whole life okay okay 
and yeah, obviously over the last few years, um, the Game Boys have become a pretty good, uh, a pretty good sort of um, blank canvas for you to work on. It's fun in many ways, as it's uh, it's uh, not only the painting part; it's uh, the the building part too. Uh, I think the electronic part, uh, learning how to solder. Yeah. Uh, we talked about the first Game Boy you saw me starting modding. Uh, I had a like huge soldering iron, yeah. so it's uh, yeah, it was a war just getting a one solder point done yeah, yeah. correctly. It's like doing brain surgery with a meat cleaver. You kind of just jamming. <laughs> yeah, it something like that. <laughs> Atomic bomb to take something off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What did you end up? That original SP, which looked to be in reasonable good nick, a bit of sort of rubbing around the corners. But what did you end up doing with that? Uh, I think it was a shell swap. Uh, okay. I did. It was an AGS 101. Yeah, yeah. Uh, actually. The screen actually looked pretty uh, good. Yeah, it was it was only the shell that was in bad shape, and you just needed to charge it and get a new battery. Mm-hmm. Two dollars, hey! You wouldn't see that yeah. anymore. Well, your mind. Uh, no, no, they they've gone to the roof. They sure have, and it's funny how it's all over. I mean, I watch a few guys yeah. on YouTube that do kind of like retro game shopping in Japan, and even kind of you know translate to roughly. My Australian currency, it's you know, it's still about a hundred dollars once you watch them pick them up off a shelf. So the entire world has caught on, and that's that's how it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I want to sort of go back to that. There's a picture here where you've just got a whole bunch of awesomeness, a big haul. So there's two Wii's, a SNES, a NES, a few other bunch of things, and then sort of tie that back in with uh your current uh logo which is a gba actually let's let's go back it's a a nintendo light gun wired into a gba um can you explain that because obviously you're not just a gba motor collector uh, I, I always liked video games since a kid so i thought uh when doing the the, the logo and i got help doing it because mm. doing your own stuff only, uh, often is the hardest yep. because you get like blank in the head. So I had uh, two uh, different artists help me with, uh, with the logo. But uh, the first idea, uh, we talked a lot of my interests. And actually, it's paint in the GBA um, uh, window. So the whole idea was uh, like it was a spray gun. Right. Made of uh, a light gun uh, and the GBA as the paint holder. Oh, and I then see. In the display, it's, the paint, you have paint. it's the paint pot on top yeah. of the of the air gun, yeah. airbrush. Yeah, yeah, I see that. So, yeah. it, uh, so we we connected the the retro gaming and my love to GBAs uh, and painting nice. in that's, one logo. Yeah, that's um, Emma Fox five five five. So I'll pop her name in the show notes there, and that's the uh, the kind of the um, the modern redesign of the existing logo. It's very cool. Yeah. And now that you see that, yeah. I'm like, oh yeah. And you've even kind of got almost like a, a level of paint kind of sloshing around in the cup or, or yeah. GBA, depending on how you look at it. Yeah. 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 Nice, mate. Nice. Uh, you said you're, did you say before you're a dad? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, two kids, uh, a son and a daughter. Right. Are they old enough to appreciate any part of your hobby yet? Uh, both are, uh, but uh, they don't have uh, uh, 
old games are more hard than new uh, games. <laughs> are, are your so, kids Fortniteers, or are they not quite that old? Or no, Minecraft. Oh, uh, they're eight and five. So Minecraft is the is yeah. the the thing for them. I don't understand it though. You, I, th- I honestly would have thought it'd be right up your alley. Um, my daughter's 10 this year and we play a lot of Minecraft. It's the only reason why I play, I yeah. play for the PS network because she plays on a Windows 10 laptop and I play on the PS4. Um, and yeah. it's like it's like Lego online, but better because the animals walk around. and um, I see the creativity in it, but I don't see the main point in the game. It's just to create. That's right. And there's a lot of games that they're playing. My daughter plays a bunch of Roblox and it's effectively this one game is called Adopt Me. And it's effectively a, a trade, a, a, like a, a, a trade market for like seven to 14 year olds where they get a pet and then they upgrade it and then they swap it for another pet and they get this and they, they earn <laughs> cash. And you know that whole thing where a dude started with a doorknob and by the time he swapped it and sold it on eBay, he had enough to buy yeah, a house. It's a house. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's that kind of stuff. And she's like, come and play with me. I'm like, but you're not playing. You're just accumulating and then swapping. And that's, but the Minecraft. But it's almost a little like Pokemon. It is. It is. Yeah. yeah. Collecting and upgrading. Yeah. And- yeah, the the Minecraft I can get into. We play together. We have a few different worlds. Some of them are the the freak out chase the zombie worlds. We have one world which I've managed to slow it down. It's it's our farm world. So everything's open. Um, none of the animals. Are, it's a farm, but none of the animals are caged. We have stables, but the horses are free to enter in and out. I, I spawn like a thousand parrots, so they're everywhere. <laughs> and um, Evan, I said no rainbows. No craziness, just a nice farm, log cabins, and we're doing pretty well. Um, but she'll be on it for an hour and a half, and I'll come back, and she's like, Dad, look at this. I, I built a axolotl farm for, for the axolotls yeah. to sleep in. I'm like, what? And it's just, it, it, it's beautiful. If They're going to do this, right? I think, gonna- it's, I, I think it's a great game for, for imagination, yeah. for kids especially. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, so it gives the, it gives them a tool uh, to create some of their own. Mm. Uh, when mm. I was a kid, I, I got a pen and paper instead. Yeah. When I was a boy, <laughs> all that. Yeah, stuff. yeah. And yeah. we had, we had like logs to play with. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, we were Stick. out in the forest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I guess it's because I'm 48 this year, and I appreciate where you're coming from, and we did that too. But I guess these days they're going to do this. Their world is very digital, and um, yeah, I would yeah. still. But rather... I think it's like it's a great it's a great game. So I'm not complaining about yeah. the game. Uh, I think it's a wonderful game, especially for for the creative side. Yeah, yeah. I, I maybe like yourself. I go to the occasional sporting activity with my daughter, or like a gymnastics session, and I'll sit there and I'll see a nine year old on his iPad playing Fortnite, and I'm like. I don't understand giving a nine-year-old this kind of like, it's killing. It's just, it's very destructive. It's very dominating. It's very warrior type. And I'm like, that's probably fine, but I would much rather my daughter play Minecraft. I'm fine with that. Yeah. 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 Every day or a week. (laughs) Yeah. That's exactly right. Uh, Anyway, enough about the children, more, more about you and me. I want to sort of just work down through, a few of the builds that I, I saw that really grabbed my 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 eye, um, things that I just love. There's a number of builds here that um, 
you're very keen on giving credit to other people and using other people's shells. There's a lot of um, buttons from Jelly Belly Customs. There's um, there's two particular builds in here that caught my eye. The first one is um, it's a Galaxy GBA, and that's done by uh, Julianne, Gameboy.7777. Um, I mean, gee, half the work's done for you there, right? That's a beautiful shell. Yeah, most of the work is done for me there. Right. Uh, so, so it's it was mostly to put it together and maybe choose the buttons. Mm, mm. There's some pretty amazing shells out there, isn't there? That other people are doing. Yeah, it's it's a super nice community with uh, different ideas, and even if I don't appreciate every idea, yeah, uh, I would do it myself. I love seeing it because yeah. it's uh, it's an expression of of different people. Yeah. So I think it's it's fun seeing what people come up with. It is, it is, um, and it always it's always sort of even in the sort of the shorter time that I've been in, sort of you know, sort of sh shove myself into the community to to meet people and, and get to know people, you know, with the podcast. Every sort of month mm -hmm. or two, something will come up. Like just recently, Matt's mods. I'm not sure if you've seen his stuff. It's the he does the yeah. Kind of, he the, paints uh, neon colors and yeah. paints it black and then yeah. scuffs up. Uh, yeah, the yeah, yeah. Oh, that's uh, that's just bang, just new, you know, like yeah, really cool stuff. And there's the splatters and the dips and the, you know, the masking and the internals and all that sort of stuff. Um, one thing that um, I see you use a bit is the like a two tone from the inside. So I think there's one was like um, it's like sort of a pink. It's a GBA and it's like a green on one side if you're looking at the face and a purple yeah, so and a purple yeah are you using the airbrush to kind of fade those together how are you doing that uh it's actually done with spray cans right uh, it's the fastest way to do the uh, the toning and the big coloring yeah yeah cans have come a long way huh uh in the last probably five to six years yeah, I used them a lot also when doing airbrushing. So I, I clear coat a lot of stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah. It helps not needed to to load a big spray gun to do 2K clear and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I don't think people appreciate the um the benefits to a nice 2K or 4K clear, what it does to just sort of finish it off, give it that really nice clean finish and protect it, obviously. Yeah. Um, there's uh, another one of, of Julianne's there is um, the Yoshi shell, which is just so cute. It just, I think it really uh, high, highlights her her skill um, with the markers and what, what whatever she's used there. The Yoshi shell is actually me doing it. Is for it? Her. Oh, yeah, oh. I painted it for her. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> she asked me for she asked me for a, a Yoshi theme shell. And said to do it her style, something she would like. Oh, awesome. so it's it's actually uh, a commission shell from her, or we don't commission things to each other. We actually trade. It's more right. fun. <laughs> it's like like pen pals, but with shells. Yeah, something like that. She oh. sent me a galaxy shell, and I sent her the Josh shell. And, well, and uh, we try to keep it a secret until it's it's until it's, it's landed. <laughs> no, until it's not. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh, my apologies. That's uh, incredibly. And you know, and she said, "Do something that you think I'd like." And when I saw that, I kind of, I must have misread the post, but uh, I thought, "Oh, she did a great job." So 
you nailed it uh, so much. I thought she did it. Oh, thanks. <laughs> well it's done. okay. It's okay, Scott. Yeah. Um, there's a, a show here that you've done, and I had to I had to look twice, and it wasn't until I saw it in another image, another photo sitting on the bench. Um, and you've called it the Paper Advance 2D, and it's uh, it's all white. It kind of looks like that cell shading. And um, apart from the fact there's some other buttons sitting around the table, I honestly thought it was a pencil sketch. Like it's pretty uh, great. I, I took I took some pictures of it that it actually looks identical to a paper sketch. But uh, I thought if I posted those pictures, they would probably think it was a paper sketch. So yeah, I needed to have something to relate to it. No, there's, a, there's an image in there. It's sitting on a bench. Um, and it reminds me of, I think you were saying you got the inspiration from a cafe or something that you saw? Yeah, I saw a, a program on TV and that was an uh, artist had done a whole cafe in black and white like that. Right. So it looked like you walked into a, yeah, a 2D drawing having a coffee. Yeah. And I thought the idea was so great. So I thought, why not? And I had a white shell laying around on the table. So yeah grab the black marker and we'll try it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, it, it also reminds me now a little bit of, um, you know, the, the AHA song, Take On Me, and the the video clip. Yeah, all... yeah, that the Aether song. Yeah, the video when it jumps from color to black and white. Yeah, she's in the cafe and he yeah. reefs her inside the comic book and, yeah. Yeah. Then he leaves her and yeah. runs. It's pretty cool of him to do that. <laughs> um <laughs> I've seen it with some, I refer to Gunpla because it's the closest thing to what you guys do that I can relate to, but I've seen people do that with a, with a, a, a Gundam robot, a model, and they'll do very similar to the point where, like when you watch a cartoon or a comic, the way the light kind of reflects off the corner and that the light changes. Yeah, that's uh, cell, cell shading, yeah, cartoonish and, style. Yeah, yeah, and you look I at it. I follow a guy who does Transformers like that. It's amazing, isn't it, to take it yeah, to, to make it. the 3D look it. 2D. It's really tricky. Yeah. Um, really, yeah. really, it's an absolute illusion. Uh, when I saw that, I was reminiscent of that, that style of, of build. I, I've tried it in color, but I failed miserably. Oh, it's a, it's, I think it's almost like you have to be predator to be able to switch to thermal vision or something. Yeah. It's, special pair of glasses to look at it and sort of go, oh, that's how it should be. Uh, quite a talent. Yeah, yeah, that one there. You've got um, uh, you shout out there to Nat the Nerd for um the for the logo file for your ROM cart there. Uh, she's 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 uh yeah, I've worked with a lot of talented people, and I think the Game Boy community is super fun. I think that's why I've continued working in it too and loving it. It's because it's so many wonderful people. Mm. Uh, it's not just a bunch it's hundreds of mm. fantastic people uh, that that helps and yeah yeah lots just of insp- things together yeah lots of uh lots of collaboration and lots of sharing and enjoying each other's victories um yeah uh, another another really awesome build there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of Zelda builds around of various Game Boys and Switches and Joy-Cons and Nezes and whatever else. But this one, I think, stands out from the crowd a little. It's a, um, 
I'll do my best to describe it. It's kind of like a brownie dark sort of base. And then you've got some sort of, uh, I guess, kind of like uh, amber type buttons, the D-pad and the AB buttons and the Zelda sort of icon off to the right. But it almost looks like at some point in the middle of it, if the lens wasn't there, something's exploded. And there's all these kind of like drag marks we've sort of brushed out. I would just say go and have a look at it on your Instagram because it's um, it almost looks like it's a piece of bronze or something that's kind of, you know, it's been it's been around. I love that weathering. I really do love that sort yeah. of stuff. Did you uh, did you have that? Was that just for you, or did you have someone request? No, it was to- also commissioned actually, yeah. uh, but uh, I got free hands. <laughs> I, I like commissions with an ID and you also get uh, creative freedomness. So you can create yeah. a bit from your own mind. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's the most, mostly the, the, the builds that where you get a few pictures or something like inspiration, and then you can make whatever you want uh, often gets the best. Mm. I just, um, I don't know why I just thought of this, but uh, I, just recently there was an artist that sold a invisible statue. Did you see that? No. <laughs> $18,000. I don't know what the local currency was, but um, yeah, it is 100% invisible. Um, yeah. I have an invisible Game Boy uh, Advance for you, Scott, but it's oh. only $100. Okay, thank you. Special yeah, edition. Yeah, yeah. Special, yeah. special for you. Yeah, <laughs> we'll talk it's about a, it later. <laughs> yeah, I I can only assume that this person, you can Google, just look at invisible statue. Um, I'm, I'm hoping it's it's one of two things, I reckon. It's either just straight up money laundering um, or it's like maybe kind of taking the piss out of sort of artists and sort of going, really, I can just do this and um, I can charge because of who I am. There's that kind of that thing that's going on at the moment, the is it NFTs, the kind of the digital ownership of, you know, all sorts of things like a 12-second clip from a Lakers game or a, a, a certain letter in a certain uh, font. It's like, all right, now I own that. It's, you can't do anything with it, but somewhere you own it. Um, so yeah, what's that guy that did the the art, the one where he pushed it through the printer at the at the sale, through the shredder? Yeah, yeah, you know that kind of stuff. I hope he's just having a laugh at people and taking their money because that's ridiculous. Yeah, but but if you look at it in in art, um, many people say, "Oh, this is my idea, or this is mine, or this is I have done this and I've yep. done that." But I see I see it like every idea. Uh, almost comes from another idea yes yes so so in in a way you're always copying uh, or remaking some other idea you've seen yeah yeah so i think you should just in in art creativity i think you should think of it because even if you think the idea is yours if you look at it and think through how you got the idea you've probably seen something or copied some other person even if you've done it in a different way yeah uh, so so i think our art is it's hard to own art i think um, especially if it's invisible yeah then it's super super <laughs> hard where did i put <laughs> you that you can hide it 
but but you, you can, can hide it from you, anyone. Yeah, you can. You can, <laughs> and so no like, one can copy it. No, no one can copy it. Well, no. I could see right here. Nah, per perfect replication. No, I don't think so. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. And, and like like you said, you know, a lot of the uh, good musicians will say growing up, the influences were Led Zeppelin, Def Leppard, yeah. Deep Purple, and they will admit straight up that yes, they were looking for their own thing in the end. And all those bands yeah. that came out said, "Oh, these were the bands to listen to," but influence was everything. Without those to inspire them, and that's. What you see in a lot of the Game Boy uh, sort of modding and art that we're seeing at the moment, look, there's stuff that looks similar, but it has that person because they were listening to. Yeah, you add uh, something small that's personal to you. Yeah, uh, and, and maybe you can connect it to you then. But but uh, mostly the idea comes from something. So I think as an artist, you should be very open to to appreciating other artists and other ideas because yeah. that's the ideas that make you grow yeah 100 percent uh there's a lot of uh i mean you look at your uh, your insta and there's there's just a lot of good clean builds in there too you know it's just a lot of good dmd dmgs and gbas and just just good old-fashioned solid builds i mean with those ones are they sort of do you have like a like a store that you just put them up or is that all commission? Cause you've, you've got a lot, like there's a lot of builds here. A lot. Yeah. I've done a lot of commissions. I sell some locally. Right. Uh, uh, so it's, uh, to be honest, uh, modern game boys, it's a hugely expensive hobby. <laughs> so yeah. somehow you need, need to, to get new tools or to new paint. You need yeah. to sell one or two game boys. <laughs> Right. And that's what I've done. So sometimes it's it's maybe not the most creative doing a all black uh, DMG or GBA with a backlight, yeah. but yeah. it's fun building them, and uh, yeah. you make someone else happy. Uh, yeah. And in the meantime, you get uh, a few extra uh, dollars to buy a, a new spray can. You're thinking of trying out a new color or something like that. Yeah, yeah, that's that's an important point for I guess some people. They're just trying to push their own art or well, push is a bit a bit of a harsh word but you know just trying to steal their own stuff that yeah you do have to kind of just you know be prepared to sort of mop the floor and wipe down tables just to sort of get that opportunity to sort of do what you really want you know i just noticed one in here a dmg with uh, amazing tater uh i recently played that game have you ever played the game amazing tater Actually, I hadn't before I was uh, contacted about that DMG, so I needed to play it. I don't think it's it's the best game, but it was a fun cover. It's a, and uh, he asked he asked me for a, for yeah he wanted the the art from the the box art uh, on the DMG. And I think thought it was a fun fun picture. So yeah, I, actually, it's the one with like the little sort of turny things and levers and wheels, like a little puzzle game, right? Yeah, yeah. It's almost like uh, when I was playing it, I couldn't help but feel like I was playing like putt putt golf sort of thing. You gotta, but you gotta push squares. I would highly recommend it actually if it's one of those good sitting at the bus stop and you got nothing better to do. Play some amazing Tater. So, um, yeah, he, he it's must a have, forgotten game. It is. Uh, he must be yeah. a fairly unique gentleman to want specifically that art on his DMG. So good for him. Good yeah, but I, th I thought it was a super fun idea, and it's a great cover. 
And how did you do that? Is that all your normal techniques with paint and brushes? And um, Yeah, that's actually a Molotov one-for-all markers and, and a brush. Uh, yeah. It's quite so a I, print, I printed a few uh, a few uh, pictures I could have in the background and and then took a, a gray original DMG shell and started painting on it. Nice, love it. That's some pretty good stuff. Um, I am a pretty big Metroid uh, fan, and there's a there's a Metroid GBA here. That um, is that all? Is that your work? The one where it's like the, I think it started with like an a uh, a semi see through orange shell. Yeah, that's my work. It's yeah. all from the head. That's pretty great, mate. Pretty great indeed. Even to the point where you Thanks. you match the B button kind of like to the color of the visor in a helmet. As yeah, best you, I was as hoping I could. Yeah, it, it's hard to get exactly the the tone when you're painting, but mm. it, it was okay. G- so uh, GBAs are tricky, aren't they? I know I spoke. Uh, with uh, Joseph Tompkins about Beskar and I've got the pocket and the DMG and just sort of waiting on a GBC and I'm like what about GBA and we're kind of you look at it and it's there's not as much sort of uh, real estate to put like the imperial symbol for the Beskar and oh it's and- uh, the GBA is, is is it's the best console I like modding uh, at the moment but yeah. uh, it's the worst painting on because you don't have that much uh, space on the front mm, it's sort of uh, disjointed it's mostly yeah it's mostly blocked by something also mm, so it's, it's hard to do a, a great uh, uh, yeah a, a great artwork on the mm. back is great actually but uh, <laughs> it's not that fun painting the back <laughs> yeah 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 this is true um <clears throat> I want to move on to a couple of now. I know that you sort of you don't feel like, or you you expressed to me that you know I I only sort of painted it and applied it, but you have two. You have these uh, gold veneered Famicom. There's a GBA and a GBC. Now, as I've expressed yeah. to you several times and harassed you, uh, I just take my money, please. Uh, the GBA, that thing is amazing like it's it's got this kind of like it's it's like you've done the famicom i'm going to get you going to detail if you if you feel you can the you've you've painted the gba shell and applied this golden veneer and it just has this kind of like 60s 70s old radio look to it it's just i love it tell me about it yeah and it's, and it's I one of my give favorite consoles and i and i still and i still have it actually uh, so uh, it's the veneer is from Rose Colored Gaming, so I haven't yep. done that. Yeah, um, but they sold they sold it with uh, I think it was a transparent red shell, right? And uh, sure, it's it's uh, it's a great combo still, but I didn't think it was really the the Famicom feel yeah. to it. Not a true ode so, to the original console. No. So I started looking at colors and finally found a metallic uh, red Famicom red. Yeah. So uh, as I work with motorcycles at day, <laughs> only Game Boys at night, uh, I went to my painter who helps us to paint uh, the bikes. Right. Uh, and I asked him if he could mix the color. Oh, so it's, what? Uh, it's a custom mixed color. Uh, and they loaded it in, into uh, two spray cans for me, and 
that's where it started. Uh, that's just pure gold. That is that is a super duper handy friend to have, huh? Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so all, all all credits to my painter. Right. It just um just cost you a bunch of beer or something. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> I scratch his back and he scratch mine. Nice. So you work with motorcycles by day. You're like uh, a motorcycle yeah. mechanic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, not in that way. No, I plan the work and uh, uh, I do um, spare parts, uh, a lot of uh, customer service, uh, yeah. insurance. Uh, so I, I run the shop, uh, not uh, not um, do the mechanical work that much. Right. Um, I do some electrical work as the other guys don't like it, uh, but that's it. Okay. Do you work with particular um, brands of motorcycle, or is this a fairly general motorcycle repair maintenance? No, we have uh, we have uh, Kawasaki and Honda in house. Right. But we also do some Suzuki and Yamaha. Right. Very cool. Yeah. I mean, your earlier posts in Instagram, a lot of sort of bikes with you know naked bikes are getting work done to them and some tanks and things like that. So I figured. Yeah, yeah I've done some uh, some really cool. Uh, bike builds but uh it takes if if uh if the game boy <laughs> hobby is expensive the motorcycle hobby is like uh, 1000 times more expensive yeah uh, so uh, i needed to tone down the the builds and, right. and creative stuff so i get my creativeness uh, uh blown out in game boys instead of motorcycles it's a lot more affordable yeah, but I have two custom-made motorcycles myself. So, wow, are they for specific purposes? Like, do you tear up a runway as fast as you can, or are they just cruises? Or no, uh, actually, my 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 friends call me the the anchor uh, because I'm I'm riding so slow, so they need to wait for me. <laughs> just enjoying the view and the experience, and don't want to. Yeah. Die. Yeah, something like that. And when we're at uh, the mechanical courses at Kawasaki and they present some new super sport bike and everyone wants to borrow it, uh, the service uh, uh, the service uh, chief there, he says, like, uh, then you can, can uh, have it as much as, much as it wants. Yeah. Because then, then it won't break. <laughs> we know he's not going to wring it out and lay it over and be yeah, a clown. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's so good. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, so, so, but uh, m- much of the, my custom painting have come from from painting. The, the bike part has been huge in, in uh, growing my custom interest in, in painting. Mm, mm. You can do helmets and bike tanks, and mm, yeah. Mm, mm. So the the GBA the veneer at um, it obviously sort of sticks on the front, and you can see it's it's slightly raised. It's what maybe only a couple of mil thick but it's not just like a it's not just like a like a like a paper sticker there's a sort of rigid, no it's, rigidity it's to like it. uh, it's uh, the the black uh, like logos and text and everything uh, it's laser uh, laser etched right uh, and it's uh, it's a metallic uh, yeah. veneer so it, it feels metallic when touching it it looks amazing, uh, and it's uh, with with the glossy metallic Famicom red. Uh, it it makes a huge uh, impression when you see it in in real life, and especially in sunlight, it like glows. 
it's mm-hmm. a fantastic it's a fantastic console it is um and you've got um, a a GBC version, which I assume is a almost identical process color. Yeah, it's a, it's exactly the same. I actually painted the GBC and the, the GBA at the same time. I did a few shells uh, in the same spray. Mm, mm, very nice, mate. Very nice indeed. Um, yeah. So, I mean, what are you sort of doing these days? Are you just sort of just doing more commissions and i mean i sort of get the impression that you you love to build you love to mod you do that in order to do it you move a few on to cover it um but do you actually are there some that you're like i'm building this from and i'm going to collect it or do you are you happy just to kind of have the artistic flow and just everything will move on maybe not the famicoms but most things will eventually just be moved on um, most things, but I get a few consoles uh, and a few when I've traded some shells that are special to me. Yeah. So those I've, I've collected. But I have, I think I have like eight or nine consoles that I'm, I'm truly in love with and won't sell away. But the others I have a, a while and then they go away. And some are commissions from the beginning and some I actually don't want to send away when they're finished because you, you yeah. fall in love with them. Oh, and, well. uh, but, but that's the way it is. And, yeah. and some, somehow in the end, it's more fun for me, uh, for someone actually loving him and using him every day instead of being in a storage uh, yeah, or on the shelf home with me. Yeah. Uh, so I think it's it's more fun in seeing it that way that someone actually loves them, and most of my Game Boys are beaten up old Game Boys, so so it's somehow giving them a new life. Yeah, uh, absolutely. From trash to a gem. Yeah, absolutely. I mean that two dollar SP was, for example, was just sitting in someone's trash, and you know it got redone and played and. There's always that sort of discussion about, oh, well, but you, by refurbishing them, they're not getting, they're not, re- you're not retaining the original. And I have a lot that I've got that are in good condition to save, but at the same point, I want to play. And at 48, and almost anybody, you can't play on the original screens. It's just not even a fifth as enjoyable. So you pick them up and you I, do. I actually don't understand how we did it when yeah. we thought. These were the best. Looking back today, yeah. uh, I think it's crazy. But we also used to play with sticks. Yeah, I know. I know. So, so it was all relative, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, we, it's all relative. We sure. didn't have Minecraft and Fortnite, so this is the best thing I've no, ever thank seen. Thank God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, yeah, look, I really do appreciate um, you so sharing, I guess, you know what makes you do what you do because that's what this podcast is really about there's a lot a lot out there that's like you need this and this and this and there's heaps of youtube videos but i'm always interested in why someone does it and um i've met so many people that just they're just straight up artists and it's always i enjoy the artists i draw i join the art i do enjoy the consoles and i really enjoy the community and i sort of get that same vibe from yourself yeah yeah, that's great. Uh, it is. It is like that, and uh, and actually, I, I drop into strange hobbies sometimes. So if you look way back in my Instagram, you can see I did some rings, 
Right. So I've yeah. done some some jewelry. Right. <laughs> uh, I tried airbrushing. Uh, I've done uh, bracelets. Uh, yeah. Um, every time, every kind of painting you can think of, I think. <laughs> yeah. So I, I like uh, the creative part. That's I think that's the best thing. Yeah. And uh, Game Boy somehow hooked me up because uh, I think the electronic part with soldering and figuring out how to do things and LEDs and lights, uh, that was interesting in another creative way. And you can combine it with the painting I like and the result was cool. Mm, mm, that's awesome, mate. Uh, I just wish I had even just... 5% of the motivation and talent that all you guys have because, um, yeah, but it, it's nice to have something that like these best car shells that I've got from Joseph are, you know, that they sit right here and I just freaking love them. And when they come from someone else, um, it's really great. And you guys have that, that blessing of being able to like you and Julianne can, you know, trade artistic creations. Like I, I it's a real maker thing. Uh, I think I listened to a, bunch of podcasts and watch some stuff about makers and a lot of this sort of cosplay and model making and stuff and they're using printers and machines and foam work and stuff and they'll often be like someone will send a you know a resin cast of uh of hand solo's pistol to someone and the other guy will have a printed kind of half machined you know, um the pistol from blade runner you know they're just swapping and and sharing the art and uh, i'm incredibly envious of you guys have that secret life I think that's one of the most fun parts. And then looking at this community, it's kind of open to it. Uh, so, so I love that. Yeah. Actually, I have the uh, I have a shell from Tony Joseph. He doesn't know it. He doesn't know you have it. No, oh, I have it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Are you gonna a secret a secret trade? <laughs> you have it from him or for him? Uh, no, uh, it's from him, but not from him, him. And he doesn't know I have it. <laughs> okay. Uh, but it's it's coming. It's coming. Okay. You're not going to share any more? You're a gonna, man of mystery. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to do a fun build with it. So. Oh, awesome. Okay. It, it's actually Julianne from Game of 77 that hooked me up with it. Oh, man. She is your inside girl. She, she's all over your stuff. Uh, with, yeah, we've done a, a few things together. I think we we have the same view in many creative uh, parts on on doing a Game Boy. Mm-hmm. She's she, she's she's truly talented in in combining colors. I think. Yeah. Uh, she's she's more uh, she she's a little more daring than I am. Yeah. Um, I just I was just sort of flicking through there, looking at some of your builds. I just. This afternoon, I've started printing a, um, if you can, it's a Chozo. Yeah. So I found a model on Thingiverse. It's like, it's in about six pieces. So this is the head. The head's about two inches long. So I'm like. You need to, you need, you need to paint it and show me when it's painted. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, I've seen it. It's not a great printer. So there'll be some lines. So, but yeah, I'll just, yeah, it'll get that kind of gray stony thing and find a marble or something, but. I'm like so close to the end of Samus Returns on 3DS. Um, I was up, I went to bed last night at sort of um, 10-ish and then my wife came to bed and I was sort of laying there and then in Samus Returns there's a thing called the Diggernaut, this massive robot. And I, all week mm-hmm. during my lunch break, jump in my car and 
I couldn't do it. And last night I got up at 10 and I was here till one in the morning and I bloody nailed it. And I was like in my, <laughs> in, in my room, where I'm sitting out my headphones on. I was, I was like, yes, yes. Like as quiet as I could be. I was just, and now obviously because I was so pumped, I couldn't go to sleep for another two hours. So I actually can go to bed till like 3am or something. But yeah. Um, fantastic. When your children comes and wakes you early, early. Oh yeah. Yeah. That is great. But um, with the, the latest announcement of the, the new Metroid game, as long as it turns up, it might be the reason I buy a Switch. Um, I wanted to hold out till it was at least 15 years old, but um, I'm going to have to get in early. Otherwise, it'll be spoiled. Mm. Yeah, I think uh, I saw that game too. And actually, uh, I think it's a great game. Uh, maybe not uh, that new thinking, but I love I love the 3DS version. Mm. Uh, I love the GBA versions mm. uh, like Fusion and Zero Missions. So I yeah. think it's it's a great uh, platform, and as long as they do new new levels and some new ideas, I think it's a great game. Mm. I I sort of intentionally like I tried to play the snares like uh, Super Metroid. I just without maps and things, I just. It's just hard work for me. I just don't have that much patience. So once I sort of worked out the timeline of like Zero Mission was the NES version remake and then yeah. Samus Returns was the SNES remake and all the maps, everything's there. It's just it's just more achievable for me and better save points and things like that. Um, and so, yeah, once I've done this, I'll, I'll be playing Fusion. But I don't know what's in Fusion because like in the that short trailer for Dread, you know, she's running along and then there's like a low bit where you'd have to turn a ball. She just sort of does this like slide, like a soccer sort of slide under it. And they sort of yeah. crawl, climbing, grappling hands and stuff, just little things, just some more tools. But um, yeah. like, like Samus needs more gadgets. Yes, she does. Um, yeah. Every time, every game, new gadgets, or it's not a new game, I think. That's right. But I, I actually like playing modern games more than, retro games i think it's it's more leveled you have the saves uh, mm. it, it's a whole new thinking of games so many people probably gonna hate me saying it but old games they have a retro feel i like them because they're the beginning of what we have today but uh, if i sit down and choose something to play i probably play something more modern uh yeah i like i like 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 the new Zelda games, it's incredibly great. Uh, yeah. I never, I never liked the Game Boy versions that much, uh, but but uh, I love the remake for for the Nintendo Switch. It's pretty gorgeous stuff, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's so gorgeous. I'm, I'm, all, I'm uh, Nintendo sometimes gets uh, a lot of uh, discussions for remaking old games, but I think. As long as the remakes gives you uh, a, a better version of the game, improvements, uh, yeah, some graphics and maybe some save points and stuff like that. I think yeah. it, it's fun that your kids can enjoy a game that you had when you were. It's the same young. story, yeah, yeah, same story, but yeah. in a different tell. Yeah, I don't know if you, when you grew up, you watched like the original. Um... Like, you know, whether you grew up reading like The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings and things like that. And then there was some some very terrible animated movies about Yeah, the I, saw, I didn't read the, the books, but I saw some of the cartoons and yeah and tries on it, and it was awful. Yeah. Yeah. And then and then it was, we al get... it was almost like the 
the remakes of this uh, of Star Wars when the the Ewoks and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. I thought that was kind of awful too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, Char- that... charming in a way, yeah. but uh, you're talking about the animated sort of offsprings and stuff of the Ewoks. Yeah, yeah, but then, um, and then we got Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit and stuff, and you're like, it's the same story. That was from fantastic, just yeah. retold with today's technology and i totally agree with you that you know like even um like i've acquired some consoles over the last year or so and you know the gamecube has a bunch of like it has like twilight princess which i'm like oh, i'll give it a go and i played it on my sonic i played a bit on my crt i'm like that's pretty damn good and then i discovered there was a wii version i was like that looks a bit better and i recently got a wii u because just sort of like it was there and I could get it, and I'll jailbreak that. And now I see the HD remastered version of Twilight Princess for Wii U, like in 10A. Yeah. I'm like, okay, now this I can really, really, really enjoy. I can play any version for nostalgia or whatever type experience, but at the same time, I can play in that gorgeous HD. So, yeah, agree. Yeah, I, I love, um, I love um, the Zelda GameCube games. Uh, a lot, but uh, as you said, for the Wii U, the remastered HD versions, uh, it, I think that's better. Like Wind Waker, I, I yeah. loved Wind Waker. I actually got a GameCube when, when it was new just to play Wind Waker. Fair uh, it, The only game I played on, on the GameCube. <laughs> oh, fair That's great. Yeah. Um, when you, because I don't really quite uh, have much knowledge of how it all went down. Did you um, did you play it through a CRT when you got a GameCube? Uh, yeah, it was a CRT TV. Yeah, I think I had uh, at the moment a twenty-eight inch Thompson or something like that. Right, because I know like there was plasmas and stuff around at that time, but I wasn't sure sort of because like yeah, I've tried to put a, put my game. I mean, you can get um, HD HDMI sort of mods and stuff for them, so I know it's doable. But at the same time. It's always interesting. It's easier, yeah. Just to put it in your Wii U. Uh, yeah, that's some right. may hate it, and some may say a lot of it. But uh, I think it's sometimes it's easier to play a remastered versions instead of connecting uh, old consoles to new HD uh, mm. flat screen uh, yeah. HDMI converters and stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah. so I think uh, for especially for me that. I don't have that much time playing. Uh, yeah. Then I like that. And I love the Switch also because it's portable. Yeah. So I can take it to the couch or take yeah. it to bed or whatever. On the bus uh, to work, and, whatever. Yeah, on the bus and still work and still yeah. play some. Yeah. Uh, yeah, game changer. I think when I got the Wii U, because I like I see the Switch, and I, I, I think I get it. That's fine. Um, but I'm like, yeah, but I got Game Boys, it's all fine, and I run Everdrives and things, so I still have a lot of choice. Um, yeah, but then when I got the Wii U and, and I held the gamepad, and I was like, I can do it there on the screen on the telly, or I can do it here on my couch. I'm like, I think I get it now, I understand the Switch. Um, I would never buy the, the Switch, is actually from the Wii U, I think. The Wii yeah, U was, was never that great idea, yeah. it was a great idea, but, but tethered it didn't to the console, the whole, yeah. Yeah. So I think the Wii U got lost because of that. But without the Wii U, you, you I think you never had the Switch. Yeah, I definitely refined it. So, so I it think it's there. yeah, it's a refined version. I think. Yeah. 
So yeah, it could be on the cards. I said that to my daughter. Yeah. I'm like, might be getting a switch of Christian. She's like, really? I'm like, yeah. I, I felt a little bit like I have so many other things I can do, but it might be time. It might be time for Samus. For Samus. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, look, I, I generally um, always give my guests an opportunity to kind of shout out anybody. We've mentioned a few people that um, throughout the. Uh, Julianne and Red Flag Gaming and Emma Fox and, and Nat the Nerd, but I always give the guests opportunity. Some people just sort of say, you know what, everybody's great. Um, I, I always bring up someone that I like to highlight. Um, Takazo to, to Retoro, I think, uh, mate, I hope I've got that right. Um, this guy is doing some pretty great builds. Um, only a sort of like a, a light on as far as actual posts and, and so on so far, but um, just a really good mix of of builds and styles and you know, just really kind of, I think, really understanding the community and just really sort of diving in. A lot of good charity work, which is always commendable when someone uses their art to, you know, bring benefit to others. Um, there's one particular, uh, there's a, a Pokemon uh, purple with Gengar on the cartridge. Like, I freaking love Gengar, so you got me there, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> and then, I don't know, he's just sort of like... You don't know whether you should trust him or not, but he's, he's all right. He's just trying to have fun. Um, and then recently he's uh, put out this uh, Cowboy Bebop, uh, which is a really neat little build. And I really like it when sort of, sort of slightly under the radar IP gets brought up. Like this is just, there's a lot of Pokemon in Game Boy in the game and that's fine, but this is just a little bit off the beaten track. And it's, um, it's a really great build. Uh, the way that he's, his shell is kind of like speckled, so it looks just sort of like there's a big star field, but it's very dense star field. So um, I'd recommend anybody who's listening to go and check that out and check out his builds and give him a follow, and I'm sure you're going to find much, much more to enjoy. So that's that's mine. Um, do you have anybody you want to sort of mention? Oh, I have some menace. I don't know where to start. but Throw them all down. Um, this is, this uh, is what the community is about, you know. Yeah, uh, we mentioned Game Boy 777. Uh, I love uh, 8-bit uh, aesthetics. Yep. He's done uh, a few great consoles. Uh, I love his splatter effects. He did that very early in the Game Boy community. Yeah. Um, I think uh, best uh, go go into my Instagram account and check check out who I'm following. I yeah. follow a lot. Uh, yeah many brilliant uh, artists yeah. uh, i love uh, natalie the nerd doing her uh, yeah. lead uh, button kits yeah. uh, um, uh, we have a lot of great vendors i use a lot of on playing screens yeah um, they create a lot of new fun work uh, retro modding does a great work too uh, so i I think it's too many to, to just pick a few and, and yep. say who's great or not. I, I love so many artists in this Game Boy community. So so if I, I haven't mentioned you, uh, I'm sorry, but uh, I love yeah. your work anyway. It's, yeah. it's a little unfair of me, but I just like to give people the opportunity because some people really have, you know, I guess like over especially over the last year or two, some people have sort of had really good friendships and it's only ever been through sort of texting and messaging and 
And this yeah, is like I have I have a lot of those too, and uh, yeah. I think it's 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 a great community, and I think that's why so many get hooked on it and and stay here because it it's a lot of friendship. So many times it's not just building a console or something like that. You can stay up all night chatting about life or something else uh, yeah, yeah. just because. Yeah. So um, a lot of the dads yeah. seem to kind of clump together too. I noticed there's like when I meet someone and uh, and they'd be like, oh, I'm a dad. And they're like, oh, this guy and this guy and this guy. And they'd be like three or four. And they're all kind of like of that similar age. They've all sort of got, you know, three to yeah. five year olds and just sort of get chipping out a little bit of their free time to, to just enjoy company whilst in lockdown or something bonkers, you know? Yeah. Game Boy modding is kind of me time. Yeah. Uh, the time when I get away from the family and uh, yeah, does something I like and yeah. something for me yeah. uh, to reload and recharge. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, well, Daniel, I uh, really appreciate your time. I thank you so much for the Saturday morning. It's sometimes it's a bit tricky, like we said, to chisel out a bit of time on, on your weekend. Um, I'm going to continue to follow you and, uh, and see the great builds you keep putting out. And I um, I really want to highlight that sort of the, the sort of mutual support that you have with the community, you know, other people's shells and then you supplying other people with your shells and, and that sort of stuff. That yeah, really... and, uh, and I hope if you have any questions or someone that's listening, send yeah. me a text. Okay. Uh, I, I love that with the community that you can also help each other yeah. and share ideas. So uh, yeah. don't be a stranger. Yep, that's great. That's fantastic. All right, buddy. Well, um, I think we might uh, we'll wrap it up there. So, again, thanks so much for your time. And um, thanks for having me. No, no problems at all. It is truly yeah. the, the honor <laughs> is mine. And I hope that anybody that's uh, that knows you, like we've just said, and now hears your voice and can kind of you know appreciate that it's a real world out there. And sometimes I think it's easy to forget that it is a real world, and we just need to kind of enjoy the goodness and the positiveness and continue the community just being that good positive place so buddy yeah um you enjoy the rest of your weekend and i'm sure we're going to be in touch because uh yeah you're a great guy and i uh i will definitely be in touch with you thank you mate yeah thanks Carl. have a nice day bye-bye okay buddy